Welcome everybody to Lakers Talk with Gerald, episode 149. We are going to talk about the Lakers' last game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, a preseason game in which the Lakers lost 118 to 113. Uh, we're going to discuss that game and uh, how it went. We also have some controversy going on because we have uh, a few issues that happen in the game regarding Russell Westbrook and the rest of the team. So these are some of the things I want to talk about along with looking forward to the next preseason and the last preseason game uh, to Friday, which is today. And uh, looking forward to, um, you know, the new lineup that has been announced by Darvin Ham, the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, so those are the subjects. So let's just jump right into it. OK, so Lakers played the Minnesota Timberwolves and this game, it was said by the coach that the Lakers were going to look more like and play the starting lineup and play the minutes. That's going to look more like the regular season. So meaning, OK. LeBron James is going to start, AD is going to start, Westbrook is going to start, and then whoever, you know, quote-unquote is going to be the starters, and they're going to play regular season minutes or more like it. So I was looking forward to seeing what that was going to look like, who was going to be the starters. And in this particular game, of course, LeBron James started, AD, Westbrook, and the other two starters were Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker. Now, I kind of liked seeing Lonnie Walker start the game, and, you know, and Patrick Beverly. I wanted to see what that looked like. And only thing about it, though, is I don't necessarily like the starting of three guards. Now, we are super guard heavy, so that is something that, you know, I guess they're trying to figure out how to play all these guards. But I don't necessarily like starting three guards in, in really three small guards because Westbrook's about 6'3", Beverly's about 6'1", give or take maybe 6'2", Lonnie Walker's about 6'3", I believe, 6'4". So those aren't very tall guards, especially if we're having three. Like it's, it's, it would be something if we had one of those guards were 6'6", six, because six, that way he can kind of switch over and play some wings. You know, if there was a small forward that's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, he can kind of guard that guy versus a 6'4", 6'3", 6'2", point guard. It's going to be a lot harder for that person to guard the other team's small forward if they're about 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", which a lot of small forwards are. You know, think about it. LeBron James normally plays small forward. He's 6'9". So there you go. Um, think about the Clippers. You know, you got Paul George about 6'9". You got Kawhi Leonard about 6'7", give or take. So either one of those players are going to eat up these guards. They're going to eat up Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, or Lonnie Walker. I know Patrick Beverly is a good defender as a small guard, but he's not that good. <laughs> Trust me. You know, guys like Luka Doncic is going to eat him up, backing him down. Guys like Paul George. You know, Kawhi Leonard, as I mentioned. So that's that's the one thing. That's the one trepidation I do have about starting small. But, hey, that's what that what our starters were. Now, I did like the way Lonnie Walker started out. He started out really good. I think he scored in the first quarter, scored nine quick points. He ended the game with 12 points. Now, he did get injured. He did get hurt. Uh, during the game, Patrick Beverly did fall down and roll on Lonnie Walker's ankle, which kind of bent his knee in. So it looked like they haven't announced it yet if he's hurt, hurt, or if he's just, you know, if it was a tweak. But it looked like something with the knee. Uh, he went in the locker room and he didn't come out for the rest of the game. So um, in this game, the first controversy that arose was starting the game out. Um, you know, they do the starting five and then, you know, each person comes down the middle of the row and they, they high five each other. 
And then so LeBron was a, was the last one announced, right? So he comes through the huddle, and then the whole team gathers up in a big circle, and they all gather around each other. And then you notice that Westbrook comes out of the circle, and he's separate from the whole team. Is all like huddled in together, kind of like you know, I guess doing their little team mantra. Hey guys, it's gonna be a good game. Let's you know, uh, Lakers on five or something. And Westbrook was n not nowhere to be seen. You can see him in the video. You know, already got his jersey off, already got his warm-up jersey off. Everyone else still has their warm-up jersey on in the huddle, and he's over doing some other thing over by the sideline. Now, that's the first controversy because everyone's like, okay, that's not showing team camaraderie. That's not, you know, you're not even participating in team things. You know, that it doesn't look like you're a part of the team. And by the looks of it, it doesn't look like that. It makes, you know, and, and these are things that with everything that's going on in Lakers being in the forefront of all the news you know everyone's gonna like have cameras glaring at the lakers they're looking for some kind of disruption they're looking for some problems and and westbrook's name has been in the news all summer long it's been all preseason long and so he's aware in my opinion he's aware of these little things that's going to get highlighted and magnified now there's some people that said you know i think they interviewed him after the after the game and they say hey what's going on with when you weren't in the huddle and Westbrook just kind of laughed it off saying hey you guys you know I, this is some my pregame routine that I've done for a long time I've done the same kind of thing my whole career and all that now I don't know for sure if he's done that his whole career I don't know if that's his thing um, that's something that you know I don't know I'm not necessarily going to go research it to try to find out but it did look like he was not being a part of the team now Look, I've been around a long time. If you've ever been, you know, doing a lot, you know, working or been in business or personal life, that old saying, perception is reality, a lot of times that, that hits. You know, you got to realize that, hey, just because you don't think you're doing things a certain way, you're not coming off a certain way. If everybody in the room believes that, then it might be something that you're doing that's putting off that, that perception. So... You need to kind of take a look at that sometimes. And then if you just don't care what that perception is, then, you know, maybe that's 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 not being a part of a team, though. You know, if you just want to be an individual and don't care, then you can go off and do your own thing. But if you want to be a part of a team and, and you know, you got to be aware of that perception because that perception is going to affect everybody else. Everybody else is going to be like, man, something's not right, man. He's that's a little off, man. He's not being a team player. And oh wow this other guy's like no man i'm i'm not doing i'm not doing that on purpose i'm not doing that to hurt you he's like but you're making me feel that way but uh, you're saying you're not but you're making me feel that way everyone else feels that way so we got to keep that kind of thing in mind now here's another part to that he said okay that's a normal thing i i do well i remember when he came on the sideline and, and i'm looking i'm looking at the film and then I remember he started to walk back towards the bench while everybody was just breaking up in a huddle. And I see Darvin Ham, one of the assistant coaches, put his hands to the side, like out, like, what are you doing? Like, why ain't you, you know, he stopped and tried to, he confronted him as the clip pans off. You can see that Darvin Ham, like, kind of like puts it in, like, wait, what are you doing? Why did you do that? So that indicates to me that that was an issue, like, that's saying, like, hey, that's not of the norm. You know, he's one of the assistant coaches. He's been with the Lakers at least a couple years. Um, he's been in the league for even longer than that. So this is this guy is not somebody that's just not new to the NBA. He's not just one of us that's out on the sidelines and we're speculating. He's a part of the team. 
I always pay attention to those type of details when I'm watching. When I'm at the games, that's the biggest thing I'm looking at. I'm looking at the bench. I'm looking at the reactions of the players. I'm trying to figure out their psyche. I'm trying to figure out what, what the coaches are talking about. If there's any disruption, you know, if guys are getting upset. Those are the little things I try to pay attention to at the game because when I'm at home, you're watching on TV. You don't get to always see all those little things. They cut the commercial break. You, you know, there's so much dead time and we're pan aways with the camera. So you don't get to notice the little details. I love details with anything in life. So I'm always looking for those. So that told me that something was off. OK, that was the first thing. Right. The next thing was third quarter. Um, they were playing. Patrick Beverly was in the game. Westbrook, LeBron, AD and I, be, I believe Lonnie Walker. Right. Same starting five started the third quarter. So sometime during the third quarter, you know, I don't remember after a play or something like that. Patrick Beverly went to, you know, he, he tries to try to gather the team together. LeBron comes in, gather, you know, after Westbrook's like, excuse me, Beverly is like, hey, come on, come over here, guys. Come, come gather around so we can have a little huddle. Uh, you know, couldn't hear his wording, but that's about what he gestured to. LeBron comes over. Anthony Davis comes over. Guess who doesn't come over? Westbrook. He doesn't come over, even when, you know, he said he was talking to the coaches or something like that. But then, you know, you can see Westbrook like, hey, no, come on, come on, man, come on. And then Westbrook, he kind of moved over a little bit, but then he bent down looking towards himself, not looking towards, not trying to necessarily gather with the team. And at that moment, A.D. walked over up to Westbrook and kind of bent over and started saying something to him. But these are little things, right? They're showing like, hey, he's not showing that camaraderie, that togetherness, that team that, hey, we're one. And everybody watching, we all, we're watching. They know the cameras are on, spotlight is on. So, you know, if you're not meaning to do these things, we all know how these things work, right? You know, and, and I can't say I blame the guy, but hey, can't say, you can't say one thing. You can't do something and then say you're not doing that. So, that was a controversy that's been talked about all day. That's what's been in the news. Uh, and... This is the effect of it. So that was on Wednesday. Today is Friday. Today it was announced that this Westbrook is coming off the bench. That's monumental, right? Westbrook is getting paid $47 million. He's one of the high, top five highest players in the NBA right now. He's the highest paid Laker. Um, so coming off the bench, that's that's monumental thing that's happening here. Darvin Ham is going to bring him off the bench as a six-man and uh, just that fact alone is going to cause people to talk. It's going to cause people to, you know, hey, is this the downfall? This is saying that uh, we really, you know, throwing hints. Westbrook is not going to be here long or we're trying to squeeze him out. We're trying to see if he can play in a different role. Now, it's going to be interesting to see his body language during this game today, Friday, against the Sacramento Kings. It's inter interesting to see how he's going to respond off the bench. Is he going to go and play well? Is he going to be able to be the old Westbrook that he has been? Is he going to be able to dominate? Is he going to have, yeah, I don't know. We don't know what these answers are going to be. It's going to be curious. It, he could reject the whole situation and just play like garbage and do all kind of crazy things. We don't know. Or he can come out blazing, playing the best he's ever played. But it's going to say a lot. And I'm curious to see how the Lakers start off without Westbrook in the lineup because there's a stat that I heard yesterday that was really interesting, right? All the games last year that 
LeBron, AD, and Westbrook play together, it was a total of 21 games combined that they played together, right? Because there was a lot of injuries. In those 21 games, the Lakers' record was 11 and 10. 11 wins, 10 losses. Now, I the other stat I heard, LeBron James' tenure with AD, just those two alone, their record is like 91 and 38. So anytime LeBron has played with AD, the record is 91 and 38. Out of those 38 losses, 10 of them came when they were playing with Westbrook. So with just AD and LeBron alone, they cook. They cook teams. They have a great record with just those two. So I think that's what the coach is like. You know what? For some reason, this is just not clicking with all three of you. Westbrook seems to be the one that doesn't quite fit. So he's going to put him to the bench. You know, it's already been proven that LeBron and AD can cook together. It, they gel. It's instant chemistry. And they won a championship together. So it's definitely been proven that they two can work. So I think he's saying, hey, you know what? Let me put you on the bench, Westbrook, because I can't get in the way of us being great. LeBron and AD are great together. <laughs> so let's let's see what that looks like in this game. And so I'm curious to look at that, too. If they look great and if they gel, if the Lakers cooking, looking better than they've ever looked in the preseason, man, that's probably going to be a thing that's going to say, hey, Westbrook, uh, I know you're normally a starter. I know you're the highest paid Laker. I know you're probably top five paid in the NBA, but uh, I think you're going to come off the bench during a regular season because this seems to be the way that works the best. So, everybody, this could definitely cause some, you know, I don't know. We're going to see everybody, but I'm definitely, definitely interested to find out what it's going to look like. All right. So, back to today's game against the Sacramento Kings. I don't know what the starting lineup's going to be. This is what I would prefer. I would prefer more of a traditional lineup i like to see at least three bigs in the game when i say bigs at least two fours guys at least six eight six nine and above you know i like to see a traditional center you know a guy about six ten you know we have thomas bryant and uh, damian jones and then i'd like to see ad at the ford starting off i'd like to see lebron james small ford um, i'd like to see maybe you know maybe a patrick beverly and then maybe like a Lonnie Walker or uh, or Juan Toscano Anderson, who's about 6'6". Um, I would like something like that. Or maybe it'd be Kendrick Nunn because Kendrick Nunn has been cooking too. So maybe, maybe, maybe Kendrick Nunn and probably Patrick Beverly. So I'm thinking that's probably going to be the starting five. To me, that sounds pretty good. I would go ahead and put Damian Jones as starting center. I think that'll be good. Start off with those five. Probably bring Thomas Bryant off the bench, along with guys like Toscano Anderson, um, Lonnie Walker, if he's still healthy. Westbrook's going to come off the bench. Uh, and, you know, we got guys like Reeves and, uh, you know, and then the rest of the team. We have a lot of start. I mean, we have a lot of guards. Excuse me. Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is back, so he's going to get some time off the bench. I really don't know where we're going to disperse all these these guard minutes. Um, last game, I didn't like this either. I, I saw that the coach played. There was a couple times in the game, he played four guards and, a, and Anthony Davis. I did not like that lineup. I didn't like that lineup at all. I don't like it because um, I guess he was playing Reeves, who's about 6'5", at small forward, quote-unquote. 
I just don't like that. So I don't like those that sort of a lineup. It's hard to guard the other team, and we did not do well at all. So I have to, I don't know if that's the strategy going forward since we have so many small guards and not many fours that are six seven, six eight, six nine. But I don't think that's that's a good formula going forward. We have to get more. We have to get bigger, or we got to play bigger. At least play our centers because otherwise we're going to be stretched thin trying to play ad and lebron and take they got to play heavy you know i'm more thinking on the defensive side that's really what i'm thinking more of because on the defensive side ad lebron is going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to guarding all these big power forwards and small forwards and centers and that's going to be a heavy task that's going to like you know we talk about trying to preserve them for the regular season to the you know the playoffs well that's something that that's going to wear them down if we keep playing playing them like that everyone that's my take lakers talk with gerald episode 149 all right i'm officially out